Welcome, fellow Star Wars fans, back to the world according to Aiden. We're back for our review of the last three episodes of The Bad Batch. Philip, how are you doing today? I'm all right. How are you? Uh, doing pretty good. Yeah, I'm really excited about this episode. I really like those last two in particular. Pretty awesome. They so, were all good. They all tied together, so. Well, they yeah, all good. last three, but yeah. Um, so yeah, unfortunately, Philip's younger sister, Violet, like we mentioned earlier, uh, would be on for this episode will not actually be on today, unfortunately. Um, make it. Hmm? What'd you Do say? Not make it. Yeah. Um, at the end of the episode, after a discussion, um, okay, I did. I said here trivia returns. It's not actually going to return um, for various reasons, but we'll try to get that up. Maybe we'll have a few episodes over the summer just dedicated to trivia. We'll have to see. Um, but for now, we're just going to stick with uh, the main topic of the Bad Batch. So, Philip, could you read your synopsis of episodes 14 through 16 of the Bad Batch season two? All right. All right. Tipping point. Episode 14. Several clones imprisoned for disobedience against the Empire on Balmora, including Hauser, are rescued in transit to Tantis by a group of rogue clones led by Echo and Gregor and brought to Coruscant, where Senator... Chuchi questions them about their intended fate. With only a few encrypted data scraps recovered the ra- in the raid, Echo rejoins the Bad Batch on Pabu. On Mount Tantis, the transport's destination, Crosshair is interrogated by Dr. Hemlock about the whereabouts of the Batch. Specifically Omega, he escapes in an inattended moment and sends a warning to his former comrades before being recaptured and subjected to more intense torture. After receiving... The message and analyzing the data Echo recovered, the Batch learns about the existence of the Empire's secret advanced science division. The Summit, Episode 15. In order to find out more about the science division's activities, the Batch trailed Dr. Hemlock to an eminent summit hosted by Tarkin on Iriadi. The gathering concerns establishing a network of total control over the galaxy in which the ASD's secret research and the Kaminoans' cloning technology is supposed to play a crucial role. As they sneak into the base where the summit is held, the Bad Batch discovers that Saw Gerrera has also infiltrated the compound to assassinate the assembled Imperial top-level officers. The intruders are discovered and the alarm is raised, but Gerrera sets off the explosions, which disrupts the base's rail car that the Bad Batch must use to escape, leaving them stranded on the rail line. (coughs) Plan 99, Episode 16. With their Relcar imperiled by Imperial Tech, Tech sacrifices his life to enable the team's escape. Retreating to Ord Mantell to treat their injuries and to come to terms with their loss, the Bad Batch is betrayed by Sid the Hemlock, who captures Hunter and Wrecker, forcing Omega to come out into the open. Echo and AZ rescue their comrades, but Omega is captured and brought to Mount Tantis, where she encounters Nali Say and Crosshair. In addition, Emery Carr reveals herself to be Omega to Omega as another clone and her genetic sister. And thus ends season two of The Bad Batch. Yes, such a cliffhanger. Oh my goodness. Um, So today, unlike our uh, normal review episodes that we've done before, we'll dissect each episode individually and take our time. So we'll start out with episode 14. Philip, what are your opinions on episode 14? It was a good episode. I liked seeing, uh, it was cool to see a Balmora, which was a separatist foundry world. So technically that place that they are keeping the clone troopers in was a battle droid factory. 
Oh, okay. Yep. Yeah, on uh, Wayland. Oh no. No, no. The original video they placed the planet they start out on. Oh right. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They were also right. using that cruiser from that they use a lot in Rebels, but of course it's been through all throughout Star Wars the Gonzales class Gonzali class cruiser. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I really. I noticed that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, and also I'd like to talk about how we now see leech vessels um, for the first time. Is this this is the first time, right? We've seen leech vessels. It's a new. I mean, we've seen uh, in Solo the Millennium Falcon had that like little like escape pod or whatever it was. Yeah, I guess that could be considered a leech vessel, sort of. I mean, it wasn't really to hook onto other things. Well, you don't Um, know, but we don't know. Yeah. Um, And then also. For clones, we see Fireball. Uh, seemed like an interesting character. Um, and Hauser, of course. Yes. And, okay, something I want to say about Fireball. Uh, he, I'm absolutely sure of this, he's not part of Commander Gree's battalion, but he looks kind of like it with his color scheme. Um, yeah, wherever he's from, Hunt, uh, Hauser knew him. Mm-hmm. And... Him and Nemec are from the same thing. Yeah, I think it's Nemec. Yep, oh. I think I think you're right. Um, so correct me if I'm wrong on this. I probably should know better, but um, the droid. It, it feels like uh, recently seeing the TK troopers. They the stun bombs used on droids really work on them as well. Kind of. Uh, electrocuting them. Is this something we've seen before with clones? Rebel. Huh? Rebel. We saw it with stormtroopers and rebels. Okay, we saw it with... Yeah, you're right. I don't know why I didn't think of that. Um, they, but yeah. They use them on clone troopers in several episodes. Okay. I think of the first season, it may be in the second as well. Okay. Okay, so let's talk a little bit about Royce Hemlock. Um, so he's a built this immunity to his own poison gas. How would that work? You would subject yourself to uh, slight, small doses over a long period of time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just gradually building up the uh, uh, toxicity levels. Yes. And, and with the poison, yeah, if you expose yourself to just a little bit at a time in dosages that just won't kill you, and you do mm-hmm. a little bit more at a time, you can build an immunity to that. But of course, if you did it all at once, you wouldn't build an immunity. No, um, you'd be you'd be dead. <laughs> um also with hemlock, why is he always gripping his left arm? It seems like in a lot of the scenes he's gripping his left arm. I don't uh, know the why. one with the glove on it. Yeah, he's always fiddling with his hands. I don't understand. And why does he wear a glove only on one hand? It doesn't Yeah. He's like uh he's like Luke or Anakin. <laughs> yeah. Um, that was something I heard from another person, a friend of mine. Um, he was just wondering about that. Like, could this have something to do with the unorthodox advanced science division that he works with? He's the head of it. And so could he have something going on with his arm or is it just some mutation or something? Watched a video that, well, if you listen really closely to what he says, he's, his goal is to build an enlightened society. So now, through advanced cloning methods of the communalists. Mm-hmm. An idea 
is, I mean, because kind of the the empire is kind of a bunch of space Nazis. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, the Nazis, I believe, I'm not exactly sure about this, but they did have their own version of the Advanced Science Division. And yeah, I think you're right. To mm-hmm. build uh, genetic loyalty to their empire. So in a theory, they could be trying to design a shot that basically once given to you or injected into you would make you a loyal uh, civilian or soldier of the empire. Yeah, that seems like a really good theory. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, we see Crosshair's ingenious plan of plan 88. Um, it's It's really ingenious if you think about it, how... The Bad Batch, they have so many different plans. They have so many different potential outcomes that they've already pre, not predestined, but they've already planned to to have played out. And it's exactly how it works. And so because they know each other that well and they've worked together like this Mm -hmm. for so long, they've developed these kinds of plans. Yeah. And I mean, we've seen this before. We saw this in season one. And I think it was the first episode, right? Where they're like, oh, remember the one, the mission on Felucia? Mm-hmm. Like, Wrecker's like, oh yeah, why didn't you just say on Felucia, not all the numbers? <laughs> and talk about uh, the Raxus and um, the next episode, they talk about Raxus, their mission on Raxus. Yep. Yeah. And then um, they also in the one with, uh, I think it's the clone. Truths and consequences, the one after clone conspiracy. Yes. They have they execute plan six, seven, and something else. Yeah. They're very organized in being able to identify their different missions and different plans by a set of numbers. Um mm-hmm. is there anything else we should talk about from this episode? I'm trying to think. It was a I thought it was good one. The echo off, you know, by himself without the bad batch. Yeah. That was kind of cool. And see Gregor again. Yeah, seeing Gregor again was cool. We saw so many clones at once. I was like kind of overloaded, but it, but it was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Also, I have a kind of weird suspicion that there's something up with these clone commandos. They don't. Mm-hmm. They haven't. This. They don't. They aren't getting rid of these clone commandos, and they like seem more loyal and almost robotic than regular clones. Yeah. That is that is a really good idea, honestly. Um, the- thing is clone commandos are supposed to be like picked because they were different Mm -hmm. because they were you know well they're sort of like the bad batch yeah in a way supposed to be at least that's what i remember always from like comics and books yeah but you never really see a bunch of clone commandos in the clone wars besides that one episode with dark after savage press kills them all yes and that one guy who's in that episode is now the commander for the advanced science division. Mm-hmm. We have seen them a lot more in the bad batch than in mm-hmm. the clone wars. Cause they were really only in the last few seasons of the clone wars and only in certain scenes, like after Savage oppress had killed a whole bunch of Jedi. Was it? I think it was other one. And then, and then Gregor and that was it. And Gregor. Yeah. Um, yeah. Gregor was one of them. So, uh, let's move on to uh, yeah. episode 15, the summit. So we see the summit meeting on Irad- Iriadu. Yeah, it's Iriadu. Um, I got it mixed up for a sec. I was like, oh, yay, they're using up another plan. Uh, they're using up a 
planet that we've already used from Rogue One, but then I was like, oh wait, no, it was Eadu, not Eredu. Eriadu, I mean. About that a second too. Um, but then I, I actually didn't look it up, I just remembered and I was like, oh man, they're coming up with another planet yet again. Speaking of which, they did name those planets that we were talking about and we were really angry about in those last few episodes uh, of our podcast because what were they again? Oh, uh, Scylla was the one with the Zillow Beast and Ipsidon, Ipsidon, I think, was the name of the planet where they had the Ipsium mine. Yeah, you're right. Uh, so we're glad to hear that. And yep. Okay, the Bad Batch, after being betrayed by Crosshair, are still willing to be able to take risks for him. I thought that that was a very valuable thing to see. Uh, yeah. They still, they love their kind. Um, even though he'd fallen away, um, they still appreciated him and recognized him for what his potential could be. Or even if he didn't have the potential to become good again, they still loved him for who he was. Uh, it was very good to see. So, okay. Yeah. And there were a bunch of Rogue One characters in that episode. There were. Imperial officers were Rogue One characters besides Orson Krennic, who actually had orange hair at that time. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, there was like two of the other guys were from Rogue One. Of course, Saw Gerrera. Yeah, there's Saw. Tarkin shows up in Rogue One. Mm-hmm. And then the other guy, the guy who wanted the, to like keep the clones, he was from Clone Wars. He was, I yes. think, Bokuns? Uh, yeah. That seems just sure. about right. Mm. He was. He may have been somebody else. Yeah. Okay, yeah, so I I rewatched these episodes uh, last weekend preparing for this to take notes and stuff. And mm-hmm. seeing that last scene um, between Tech and Figanoa, um, it now makes perfect sense after she ends it with saying, see you around, brown eyes. Because, <laughs> um, of course, they don't see each other. <laughs> hmm? Well, she thought she'd see him again. She thought, but, yeah. But, yeah, but uh, she totally liked him and he was totally clueless. Yeah, I know. He was very, she was like, you know, what we're having right now is a conversation. And was, <laughs> Tech was like, huh? <laughs> tech response. <laughs> I know. But uh, it, it Really didn't make sense because, okay, um, I was reading a StarWars.com article recently about the actress who played um, Omega. Uh-huh. I have her in my notes right here. Michelle Ong. Yes, Ang. Michelle Ong. Ang. I'm not sure how you say it. She, yeah. honestly, until very close up until she got the script, she didn't know that uh tech was gonna die. die and as she was saying that especially of all the members in the batch tech was the one that she was least expecting to die um and i didn't think he was gonna die i thought it was gonna be crosshair or uh echo honestly that's what i thought too and it honestly still doesn't make sense because like she was mentioning in the article uh in her interview it doesn't make sense after how tech has been built up as this character who is gaining slowly more of a personality through, you know, the episode with the Ipsium and Omega. Uh, It really didn't make sense in how 
Um, they're kind of building him up, but now they've killed him off. Or have they killed him off? Hmm. Yeah. I've heard I've heard uh theories that they the empires just winter soldiered him. <laughs> that like would make a lot of sense. Programmed him and like turned him into their own. I would be more scared of an evil tech than an evil crosshair. <laughs> really? Yes, I would, honestly. Because, I mean, tech, I mean, crosshair is, he's a good soldier. Uh, but Evil Wrecker was, was pretty scary. Yeah, but I feel like tech, he's so smart. He could, he's the one that could do the best job at undermining the bad yeah. I'm, I mean, crosshair's done a pretty good job, but. Yeah, I feel like Wrecker would, <clears throat> in like combat, he would defeat them. But I feel like Tech, overall, he'd be able to hunt them down, strategically figure out a way to take them out. Um, yeah. So yeah. Of course, the worst one would be Hunter. Yeah, I would agree because his enhanced ability is probably the weakest of them all. <laughs> uh, huh? Well, okay, not the weakest, but not. Oh. Tracking like, ability is is good, but it's not. Well, he also can sense how many people are in a room. Oh yeah, true. <laughs> and direction from anywhere on a planet, know which where he is anywhere on a planet, mm -hmm. and yeah. not need him. Um, <laughs> he's yeah. like Aragorn. he's like an Aragorn for Star Wars. <laughs> That's a really good way to put it. Yeah, kind of looks like him too. Yeah. So, okay, I loved how, okay, we had Director Krennic again. That was pretty cool. And, of course, when he mentions Project Stardust before they fade from that scene uh, to the next, that, that was cool. Uh, yeah. Um, the rail cars were interesting. And yes. how were wearing uh, Death Star gunner helmets. Yes, yes. That was very interesting. I loved the whole rail car scene because mm -hmm. I just have a really... I have nostalgia for it, or maybe maybe not nostalgia because I haven't known of that kind of thing for a super long time. But I've watched movies or read books that all have to do with like rail cars, and it's it's like in the mountains. Um, yeah, I, I read this book, or well, I watched this movie called um, I'm trying to remember what it's called. Oh, Where Eagles Dare, and it's this. Oh, yeah. Have you read that before? Uh, I've heard of it. It's this really good story. It's, it's fiction, but it's based, uh, I think it's in Switzerland, and I think it was written in the 50s or 60s. Can't remember the author's name, but it's basically uh, a bunch of, I think it's either American or United Kingdom troops um, who are sent uh, undercover to this massive German fortress, and it's mm. very good. I, I would also suggest watching the movie. Which uh, it for its time wouldn't it be in Switzerland. It would have been in Sweden. I, I don't remember. It was in one of. The, it was in or, a European country. Uh, 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 Norway. I don't think it was in Norway, but I can't remember. I I haven't seen the movie in a while, but I would suggest the movie. It's very old. Good. If it wasn't in Norway, it could have been in the Alps, which would have been in Italy. That it was the Alps. I think it was the Alps. I can't. Remember. Yeah, that would have been in northern Italy. Okay. Um, right. But yeah. anyway, yeah, that was kind of a rabbit trail. Sorry. But yeah, I, I do like the scenes with rail cars. Yes. And let me think. Okay, yeah, we saw, saw Guerrero. We already mentioned that a lot. 
but I thought it was cool seeing him and his uh, masked assistant. It was yet another person who isn't revealed to us. I mean, you could tell it was a lady because of her. Yeah, he had he had like five different people, and only like three only three of them get out, including him. (laughs) Yeah. Is there any other uh, things we should talk about from this episode? They had shock. Uh, they had TK shock troopers. Mm, yes, the TK shock trooper shock troopers. Yes. All right. Um, uh, technically, like it, the the meeting is on a summit, so they're actually. So I get why it's called the summit. But if you look really carefully at, I think the table that they have the meeting on, the like display hollow projector display is actually on the top of the mountain. I think. Oh, that's very interesting. The, okay. the mountain the top of the mountain comes up through the table. Huh. Okay. I noticed that at one point. But anyway, um, yeah. Yeah. And then okay. Planet Nine. All right. Um, uh, one of the so, saddest things in all Star Wars, I think. One of the saddest episodes, you said? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I I would say definitely incredibly sad, uh, but I really liked it because it was time yes. for somebody to die. <laughs> um, and we needed that action. So we see at the beginning of the episode how Tarkin is willing to sacrifice his own men when he yeah. initiates the V-Wings to take out the rail cars. Or he was really only having the Bad Batch's rail car taken out, but in the end it would have had both the rail cars of the Imperials as well taken out. Um, yeah, so what are your thoughts on this? Uh, typical Imperial, high-ranking Imperial. Uh, losses don't matter. Yeah, we see this a lot, um, so it's not very new for the Imperials. Um, And then, of course, we see how Tech, his last words were, uh, when have we ever followed orders? When What what, what was the whole scene? I I forgot to write this part down. He goes goes to reactivate the rail car, and he's running back, and the the rail car gets shot, so the back back end falls off. He... Mm -hmm. Falls or trips and stumbles, tries to grab on, falls, hits the other rail car, slides down it, and then falls off the back end. But his like zip, his like uh, cable ca- cable line catches on the car and and grabs. Yeah, he's it. just suspended and there. He, yeah, he's hanging off the back end of the car, which is hanging off the first end of the car, which is ripping the first end of the car off the track. Yeah, and so. Hunter and so basically, yeah, hunt, to yeah. get him, but Wrecker can't because the car's about to fall off. And if he moves, it'll make the car fall. Yeah. So tells him not to get him. Tech is basically forced into position where either he and both Wrecker would die or he would just have to sacrifice himself. And so he, that's what he did. He shot down his uh, cord that he was attached to and basically Wrecker so, got out alive. <laughs> no, he would have, it would have killed all of them. They were all well, going to die. Oh, yeah, right. Um, it would have killed Because the car would have, all the cars would have fallen. Yeah. Yes. Um. So, okay. Also addressing Tech's uh, death or uh, whether or not it's his death. We're not sure yet. Um. Uh, it was interesting seeing how uh, when in Sid's bar, uh, mm-hmm. it, um, just lost my train of thought. Oh, uh, when... Hemlock hands forth the glasses, text shattered glasses. Mm-hmm. Isn't this just like a common tactic that people use? I feel like this is another thing yeah. that could point to 
the fact that they have found him and that they are doing sort of a winter soldier uh, type of project on him. They actually know what's it happening to be. him. Because he's like just all they found of him. Yeah, because he's like he was dead. He's like yeah. um he says that this was all that we could salvage from the wreckage, yeah. but can we really believe him? Uh, yeah. yeah. Imperial lie. And of course, Sid betraying them. Yes, we were finally right about something. We've yes. been predicting this for so long and it actually well, we came true. Somebody would die. Huh? We predicted somebody would die. We predicted somebody would die, but I was meaning that Sid would turn off. bad. <laughs> and so we were, it kind of got hinted at a, a bit more in the Pabu episode when yeah. she basically gets angry at them and denies them. Um, but yeah, we, we, we are finally affirmed. Um, do you mm-hmm. think that we'll see her later again? Because she uh-huh. seemed very sad about it. Um, yeah, she did, but I, I think we're done with Sid. Okay. So this probably isn't that funny, but I I, I found it funny seeing Wrecker with the giant neck brace. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And then so, Wrecker has, a, band, has his, uh, a bandage around his waist. And then mm-hmm. that goes perfectly fine, but then again, he's half robot, so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, he doesn't have. He already doesn't have one arm and one leg in his lower portion of his body. So. Yeah, there's the the bit that would have been lost from him is already lost. It's already robotic. <laughs> so um, probably. Yeah. So. Yeah. Even how they were all sad. Like Wrecker didn't drink anything, and then of course Omega was very sad, and Hunter was sad, especially when he got the goggles. Mm-hmm. And then Echo was sad, just sitting there looking at the empty seat. Mm-hmm. And, the, and then Gonki does something and warns Echo about the, the coming the Empire. Yeah, <laughs> he's and um, <clears throat> yeah. So will Nala say achieve the Emperor's goals now that she has Omega? Obviously, she eventually achieves his goal. Otherwise, how else does he come back to life? Oh, yeah, you're right. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, she's hinting at that she does not still want to do it. No, Um, she doesn't believe it's scientifically possible. So, but yes, you're right. Duh. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yes, so, okay. And then kind of on a final note, unless there's anything that we talk about after this, uh, Emery Carr, Omega's sister. Do you want to talk more about this? Well, uh, she's a clone, and she's obviously Omega's sister. Now, whether she's a sister because she's a clone, or she's actually genetically made out of the same DNA as Omega, other than accelerated aging, or is she the genetic host of Omega? Yeah, there's a lot of confusion there, because she isn't isn't one of the top... uh, She isn't one of the five... And so one of the five that special enhanced. Yeah. She's so not modified. She's now, different. Omega can be modified because she's a, like what uh, Dr. Um, Pershing was talking about, splicing DNA. Mm-hmm. So technically the reason she's a girl is because they splice DNA from Emery Carr or Emery Carr's donor to create Omega. Yes. Yeah. So I thought it was very fascinating seeing that. And also the music at the end was yeah. really like it was almost good. like suspenseful, but yeah, it was it was very good. I liked it. And then of course all those clones in 
uh, tanks that looked mm. kind of like all in fetal positions and all the clones on baby Yoda analysis tables. Yeah. <laughs> it was good seeing Omega with crosshair again at the end. Yes, but of course he's unconscious. Of course he's unconscious, yeah. But... Tell him once he wakes up that Tech is dead. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's the only time that a member, two members of the Bad Batch come together, right? Over the entire season. I'm trying to trying to think because the crosshair was definitely not in the season that much i mean he had uh two episodes just about him um yeah he wasn't a main i mean he was a main character he is a main character but he wasn't he wasn't actively hunting down the bad batch in this season yeah it was lesser so he was not very important to the empire yeah yeah so do you think there's anything else we should discuss? Because I have some uh, plans that I would like to talk about um, in this episode before we end. I can't think of anything. Okay, yeah. So um, this Saturday, uh, we will be having a very special episode commemorating one year of this podcast being around. <laughs> Yay! Because we started on May 20th, 2022. And yeah, the anniversary is coming up this Saturday, so we'll be doing a very special episode uh, commemorating that. We'll basically just be um, talking loose, and we'll just be talking about ourselves, and I think we're playing a game, a word game. It's going to be interesting. You'll definitely learn more about us, folks, so um, uh, just come along then. But then, of course, before then, uh, either tomorrow or the next day, we will be having our special visions episode coming out so make sure to tune in then to listen and it will definitely be very interesting and it might be long i'm not sure i can't predict it but i'm very excited to talk about it what about you philip yeah i'm excited to talk about it i enjoyed the new season of visions it was very interesting yes so yep you everybody can uh tune in then and until then uh, you can send in a question to be answered on the show. We haven't had one in a very long time uh, to AidenCMPass at gmail.com. And you can leave us a five-star review. We would absolutely appreciate that if you left one uh, on our site on Apple Podcasts. So until then, bye. May the force be with you.